0: Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, there's a lot swirling around out there. Um, You know, uh, when this country was founded, the purpose was for the government to be sort of quiet and out of the way. And now it's day in and day out, it's all about the government, what the government wants to do and what it wants to do to us and so forth. Joe Biden has a $3 trillion spending plan ready that he wants to get done fast. Everything needs to get done fast before the American people realize what's taking place. And the Democrats want to push it through a 50-50 Senate with Kamala Harris voting as the 51st vote. They want to push it through a House where the Democrats have a 10-vote lead and Nancy Pelosi's trying to literally dislodge a Republican House member and replace her with a Democrat. The level of tyranny and totalitarianism that's going on in this country is not really understood by so many people because of the media. And the media are utterly and completely contempt, contemptible and corrupt. And We will jump into these issues, but I think what needs to be fully understood is the Democrat Party today is not really an American political party. It is an alien force. It's an alien force pushing alien ideologies. It doesn't embrace any of our founding principles and ideals, and it promotes individuals who embrace the opposite. It's just an appalling situation we're in here. Now, let me first talk about spending. They're in a rush because what they're doing is wrong, what they're doing is profligate. What they're doing is going to damage the country. But it will forever change America. $3 trillion on top of the $2 trillion on top of a $4.5 trillion budget on top of $4.1 trillion that was already spent on the virus. And you can see the power that the government will have on programs, redistribution of wealth, taxation, regulations. Because the worse it gets for you and the worse it gets for the private sector, the better it is for the government. It gets bigger, stronger. You saw that through the pandemic. You saw the most liberal and well-known of the Democrat governors and mayors do the worst job because they're tyrannical. They pull out the brass knuckles and they put it on the iron fist. And when it comes to spending, I have a question. All of you receiving checks this week, particularly young people who are choosing not to work, but prefer to get the checks. But they're not alone, because apparently it's very popular to receive checks. So I want to ask you, those of you with children and grandchildren, or those of you who hope to have children and grandchildren one day, can we simultaneously love our children but betray their generation and generations yet born? Among the least acknowledged facts of American modernity is the extent to which parents acting in their familial capacity naturally and tenaciously guard their young children from threat and peril to the point of risking their own physical and economic security in extreme cases. But as part of the political and governing community, that is the ruling generation, many of these same parents wittingly, some unwittingly, join with other parents in tolerating, if not enthusiastically championing, disadvantageous and even grievous public policies, that jeopardize not only their children, but the welfare of successive generations. There are accepted norms of behavior a moral order, born of experience and knowledge, instinct and faith, teaching and reason, and love and passion, that provide definition for and boundaries between right and wrong, good and evil, fairness and injustice, applicable to families and societies alike. So a harmony of virtuous interest informed by tried and true traditions, customs, values, and institutions and cultivated within families and the larger community preserves and improves the human condition one individual at a time, one generation to the next. Broadly speaking, this is the civil society. This is plunder and deceit. Edmund Burke. He wrote that, as the end of such a partnership cannot be obtained in many generations. He's talking about the intergenerational continuum of the past, the living, and the unborn. And he wrote, as the end of such a partnership cannot be obtained in many generations, it becomes a partnership not only between those who are living, but between those who are dead and those who are to be born. Burke went even further. He warned those who forsake the intergenerational continuum condemn themselves, their children and future generations to a grim existence. He said, one of the first and most leading principles on which the Commonwealth and the laws are consecrated is lest the temporary possessors of life renters in it, the temporary possessors of life renters in it, temporary congresses, temporary presidents, temporary generations. We unmindful of what they have received from their ancestors or what is due to their posterity, should act as if they were their entire masters, that they should not think it among their rights to cut off the entail of, and commit waste on the inheritance by destroying at their pleasure the whole original fabric of society, hazarding to leave those who come after them a ruin instead of a habitation, and teaching these successors as little to respect their contrivances As they had themselves respected the institutions of their forefathers. In other words, you're destroying your own economy. You're destroying your own society. You're destroying future generations. Because you're selfish. Not you. You understand what I'm saying. You're self-consumed. You're a narcissist. And that's what we're dealing with in Biden and the Democrats. And history confirms Burke's observation. To embrace the moral order as parents nurturing their children, yet to abandon the moral order as members of the ruling generation, thereby contributing to predictably deleterious public policies with prospectively calamitous outcomes, is a decadence that leads to unstable and potentially oppressive or even tyrannical conditions, which in the end degrade and disassemble the civil society. ...and consume their children's generation and generations beyond. Reformation and recovery may be possible, but difficult and complicated. And typically only after the exaction of an enormous human toll. This is where we're heading. This is what we're doing. In modern America, I point out, the unraveling of the civil society... has been subtly persistent, but is now intensifying... Evidence of rising utopian statism, that is the allure of political demagogues and self-appointed masterminds, peddling abstractions and fantasies in pursuit of a non-existent paradise, and the concomitant accretion of governmental power in an increasingly authoritarian and centralized federal Leviathan abounds. The ruling generations, our generation, governing policy are already forecast to diminish the quality of life for future generations. Witness the massive welfare and entitlement state, which is concurrently expanding and imploding, expanding and imploding, and the brazen abandonment of constitutional firewalls and governing limitations. If not appropriately and expeditiously ameliorated, the effects will be dire. And the ruling generation, we know it. Why do so many loving parents as part of the ruling generation abandon the civil society for the growing tyranny of a voracious central government that steals their children's future, thus condemning their children and unborn generations to a dangerously precarious and unstable environment, despite a large majority acknowledging the national decline for which they blame politicians? Well, there's a lot of reasons. Because many people protect their own kids and feel that they live in a cocoon or a bubble and they're going to be just fine while demanding more goodies and ceding more power to the government. They don't want to think about the next generation. They don't want to think 30, 40, 50 years from now. They don't care. And we are entrapped right now in an economically unsustainable governmental leviathan it is unsustainable and we are here it's not coming we're in it tyranny as I said the other day isn't looking at us are we looking into the abyss we're in it it's swirling around us why are they in such a hurry to spend these massive bills because in these massive bills they have all kinds of hidden stuff That will forever change your life. And you don't even know what it is. This isn't the way a republic is supposed to function. This isn't the way a representative government is supposed to function. Things are supposed to slow down. In a deliberative way. So we the people can have some input. We have no input whatsoever. The democrat party has been an evil party. Almost since it's founding. It is an evil, treacherous, anti-American party. You would think a party that led the Confederacy and nearly destroyed America and supported slavery would be, would be gone. And yet it's the biggest, strongest party in America. And it went on after the slavery. After it failed in the Confederacy. After it failed in slavery. It went on to segregation. A hundred years of segregation under the Democrat Party. A hundred years. And today, today, do they embrace constitutionalism? Do they embrace liberty? Do they embrace the free market system? No. They embrace a different kind of tyranny, a different kind of totalitarianism. But just as deadly in the end, just as deadly in the end, They now represent the most radical elements in this country. They now represent a theory that destroys us based on race, that destroys us based on gender, that destroys us based on immigration. They represent a theory that embraces the opposite of what the founding's about. An all-powerful central government that's in every nook and cranny of every neighborhood in this country. And there are people who vote for this, millions of them, which is why we're not supposed to be a democracy. We're supposed to be a republic. But I ask the parents out there who support the Democrats, give me a call. Because it's my contention, if you truly loved your children, you wouldn't be doing this. Or your grandchildren, you wouldn't be doing this. Because this is absolutely disastrous. And why the rush? Why not take a little bit of time before you fundamentally destroy America? And where are the media? Where are the media? The media? The media are the mouthpieces for tyranny and totalitarianism. The Washington Post is not a newspaper. It's a propaganda sheet. The New York Times is not a newspaper. It's a propaganda sheet. And both of these propaganda sheets hate America. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Lovin.
0: Hillsdale College serves four purposes learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom. And freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today, not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide, through its free online courses, its support of classical K through 12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of Liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto, pursuing truth and defending liberty, since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L e v i n for Hillsdale dot com. Levin for hillsdale.com The uh, Chicago Sun Times is reporting Carl Rove to headline March thirty one virtual fundraiser for Representative Adam Kingsinger. Top Illinois GOP donors among co-hosts. This is why. Uh, I feel that uh, we may not be able to call our, ways back, our way back. As we're fighting for the survival of this nation, as Donald Trump was really standing between us and these tyrants, you have people like Adam Kingsinger, Liz Cheney, and others who are undermining him and undermining us. And they embraced the left-wing media's narrative and they spewed it themselves. Adam Kingsinger has been a serial liar since the day he walked into the House of Representatives. He ran as a Tea Party candidate, first off, and then he became Rhino almost immediately. His voting record, in my view, is a disgrace. And now he believes he's a self-righteous man, he's driven, but he's really a narcissist. And you can see he's backing him. Paul Ryan's backing him. Paul Ryan's backing Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney spoke at the Reagan Library. The chairman of the Washington Post somehow became the chairman of the Reagan Library. Don't ask me. And Carwell was all over TV, you know, attacking Democrats. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. These Bush guys have been a disaster. They've been a disaster for the country. They've been a disaster on the border. They've been a disaster. We were blown out in 2006 thanks to Bush. Um, They think they own the presidency. They wanted a third Bush to be president of the United States. Imagine the arrogance of this. And here we are, constitutional conservatives, serious people, not a politician among us, Trying to save what's left of our country, and this is where we get Karl Rove campaigning for Adam Kingsinger. Really? And what is Adam Kingsinger going to do in the House? Vote with the Democrats? What's he going to do? And Karl Rove, what is he doing, by the way? How is he raking in his fortune? I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today, not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide, through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty, that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing Truth and Defending Liberty, since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com.
3: Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin, and I'm not sure a lot of people like him, he's tough as hell. But I like him, I love him. Call in
0: now, 877-381-3811. If you did watch Life, Liberty, and Levin last night, I think you saw a hell of a show because of my guests, Tom Holman and General Keene. As for Tom Holman, he and I discussed this immigration issue, and we pointed out that this is all intentional. This is intended to turn Texas blue. This is intended to forever change the outcome of elections. Elections will be meaningless. If they get their H.R. 1 bill plus immigration as they wish to get it, um, you just can't beat it. You can't beat it. Now, let me explain the mindset to you. You know, I've written eight books one of them about my dogs and family, seven of them, about matters that we're confronting today, one after another. You know, I'm starting to think, I, I, I think, maybe I just have illusions, Mr. Producer. It is an enormous amount of work to write a book when you actually write your own book. Most of these fools don't write their own books. They may edit them a little, and then they read them, and then they talk to you about history and everything. They don't know their you-know-what from the you-know-what. But this, this movement that we're facing has been a movement that grew out of Marxism in Germany, Britain in Germany, but mostly Germany, and was exported to the United States. And it's something that has taught every single one of your children who are in colleges and universities. Your children know more about Karl Marx than they do about John Locke or Montesquieu. The end of the 19th century saw the rise of a movement thoroughly hostile to the underlying principles of the nation's founding, the so-called progressive movement, even by their own name. They're really statists, as I call them in Liberty and Tyranny, but I use their nomenclature, otherwise I'm busy every day saying a statist, progressive, statist, progressive. And uh, progressivism was imported from Europe and results in a radical break from the American heritage. In fact, it is best described as an elitist-driven counter-revolution to the American Revolution, in which the sovereignty of the individual, natural law, natural rights, the civil society, faith, built on a foundation of thousands of years of enlightened thinking and human experience, would be drastically altered and even abandoned for an ideological agenda broadly characterized as historical progress. It's the idea, progressivism, of the inevitability of historical progress and the perfectibility of man, and his self-realization through the national community or collective. While its intellectual and political advocates clothe its core in populist terminology, And despite the existence of democratic institutions and cyclical voting, progressivism's emphasis on material egalitarianism and societal engineering and its insistence on concentrated, centralized, administrative rule lead inescapably to varying degrees of autocratic governance, a.k.a. tyranny. For progressives, there are no absolute or permanent truths, only passing and distant historical events. So even... Values are said to be relative to time and circumstances. There is no eternal moral order. That is, what was true and good in 1776 and before is not necessarily true and good today. So the very purpose of America's founding is debased. It's debased. In fact, America's heritage and founding principles must be thrust aside if there is to be human progress. They are dismissed as outmoded and obstructive. Now they're dismissed as racist. For they are unconnected to the present. Man, society, and the political and governing systems must be pliable to meet the special conditions of the day subject to the commands of a consolidated and amalgamated ruling class like Karl Rove. Karl Rove, you remember that cartoon, folks, where you had the... uh, the sheepdog and the, uh, what was it, the coyote? Do you remember that cartoon, Mr. Producer? And they would check in with time cards. And they'd go at it left and right and left and right. Maybe it wasn't a coyote, maybe it was a fire. I don't remember. And then they would leave work, they'd check, the whistle would blow, and they would be friends. and leave. That's Carl Rove. You see, folks, I don't believe. The left is our adversary. I believe they're our enemy. Karl does not. He can work with them. The sacred rights of the individual, paramount under the Declaration of Independence's order, are said to be an old notion of individualism. They must give way to the new individualism, where the individual is subjugated to the mortal power of the state in the name of the general will and greater good of the community. One of the leading progressive intellectuals over a hundred years ago wrote his name was Crowley "The individual American will never obtain a sufficiently complete chance of self-expression until the American nation has earnestly undertaken and measurably achieved the realization of its collective purpose." He said, "The cure for this individual's sterility lies partly with the individual himself, or rather with the man who proposes to become an individual." And under any plan of economic and social organization, the man who proposes to become an individual is a condition of the national as well as the individual improvement. It is nonetheless true that any success in the achievement of the national purpose will contribute positively to the liberation of the individual, both by diminishing his temptation, improving his opportunities, and by enveloping him in an invigorating rather than enervating moral and intellectual atmosphere. That is neo-marxism you see because the individual going alone is selfish the individual going alone is undermining the collective if the individual would just throw in with the whole you hear the whole of government the whole of civil society with the whole and fight for the greater good the betterment of the community If that individual would do that, it would be self fulfilling. And so you can see how it's a knockoff of communism. No, no, no. Being patriotic is is quite different because you have a government that recognizes its limits. Under the progressive ideology, there are no limits. What are the limits? And so you have what is really this helter-skelter going on in Congress now, colluding with the executive branch. We have both branches of the elected parts of our government colluding to ram through massive changes to this society. Not to just budget, to this society, to this country that will benefit the Democrat Party, and exclusively the Democrat Party, and its base. It is the most Frontal, unequivocal power grab in American history. And to what end? To empower a political party? Again, this is alien to our country. You won't even find the mention of political parties in the Constitution. There aren't any. The Democrat Party has abandoned our founding, ladies and gentlemen. They've abandoned our founding principles. They have abandoned Western Enlightenment. They are a a group of narcissists, egomaniacs, who believe they can rejigger society, who believe they can remake man, who believe there is no natural law. There are no truths. They decide, thumbs up, thumbs down, who succeeds and who fails. And they have millions of ideas. Millions of ideas that they wish to impose on you. How you should live. Where you should live. The kind of life you should have. Whether you have access to medicine. Whether you won't have access to medicine. On and on and on. They wish to rule you. They dress it up. But that's always been the nature of the Democrat Party. Whether the Confederacy or slavery. Whether segregation. And now... They call it democratic socialism. Marx would be very proud of Bernie Sanders and the others for using fig leaf like language until they have the power they seek. Where do they wish to take us? Where is their blueprint? Don't we have a right to see it? We have ours. It's called the Constitution. Where is it? And when will we know they've achieved it? When will we know it's over? Is it ever over? Will they stop harassing us and abusing us and stealing our property and our money from us? Will they stop insulting us and humiliating us based on our race? When do we know we've reached nirvana? When do we know? When do we know we've reached perfection? Oh, you say we never will? That means they're never going to stop. They're never going to stop. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Lovin.
0: Hillsdale College serves four purposes. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today, not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide, through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of Liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty. Since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale Not only are they doing what they're doing, they lie with impunity. They lie with impunity. They don't know there's a crisis on the southern southern border and they keep the press out. Is that not tyrannical? Yeah, I'd say it's tyrannical. We have two of the least qualified, most vapid, stupidest people as president and vice president of the United States. What have they done? They've spent a massive amount of money. They've blown up the border. China's on the move, and they think they can walk all over us. Russia's now on the move. They think they can walk all over us. They took the foot off the throat of the Iranian regime, which today said, we're in no hurry to talk to you. It's like everything that they could do wrongly, they are doing wrongly. what kind of government is this where we cannot go into these reception centers to see how well people are being recepted? We have to have a Democrat congressman, Cuellar, who goes in there and takes pictures and makes them public. I'm sure he's persona non grata. But he's a serious man who represents many of the people in these areas who are Hispanic Americans. And they're very upset about what's taking place. Isn't it amazing how this is led by this whole effort? People in Washington, D.C., in one political party, they don't give a crap what happens to these border towns and border states and the people in those border towns and states. It's all lip service. They don't even give a crap what happens to these children. How do we know? Well, look at it. Has he reversed his policies yet? No, he won't even go down there. They're doing this because the Democrat Party, the Democrat Party, thinks it's creating future voters, or so they wouldn't do it. Everything needs to be seen through the lens of the Democrat Party's lust for power. Lust for power during the Confederacy. Lust for power over black men and women and slavery. Lust for power when it came to segregation, all the way into the 1960s, for God's sake. And lust for power now this is a reverse, of course, and jumps from one extreme part of the political spectrum to the next extreme part of the political spectrum on the other end. But never Americanism. Never. When is the last time Bernie Sanders, Ayach, Talib, Schumer, or any of the reprobates went to the floor of the House or the Senate And talk about the greatness of this country. Never. We have men and women in uniform, yanks, red-blooded Americans all over the world who fight for this country in ways we don't even know. And politicians back at home who've never lifted their finger in defense of this country, trashing it left and right. How do you expect new immigrants into this country to be assimilated? when this is what they hear in public school, this is what they hear in colleges and universities, this is what they hear on television, this is what they hear from Democrat politicians. How are you president of the United States and you relentlessly trash your own country? You want the slaughter of Asian women and white women outside of Atlanta to be viewed as a racial event when the director of the FBI said, at least at this moment, it doesn't look that way. And yet they insist on it. How do you hate this magnificent country so much? And yet they do. And they get elected. They figured out some kind of electoral prescription. There must be a lot of people in this country who hate it. We've done a very poor job of assimilating people into this country. Instead, we celebrate people like Kaepernick who attack our national anthem, attack our flag, and then they have all the defenders, all the appeasers, the sportscasters and announcers, all project on top of Yeah, well, you know, you got to remember this and that and that. Every damn one of them is richer than every damn one of us. I shouldn't say me, not me, you. Every one of you. And by the way, I make no apologies. But they do, they're hypocrites. On the one hand... They attack the capitalist system. On the other hand, they can eat all the lobster they wish. So photos have been released from inside these border facilities. You have hundreds and hundreds of children huddled together in small rooms. Where's the National Education Association, the American Federation for Teachers? I'm sure they're very upset about it. Where are all these left-wing ethnic front groups who used to attack Donald Trump? Where are they? Where are the mouthpieces in the Democrat Party talking about the cages? Where are they? Where are the media? A little late, don't you think, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, they're starting to talk up. A little late. Behind the curve. They want their man Biden to, to succeed, and he's incapable of it. Incapable of it. He hadn't succeeded for half a century in Washington, D.C. Why would he succeed now? He's a buffoon. He's a nasty old man. He's a buffoon. So we have these photos. Now, what's going to happen as a result of these photos? What are the Democrats in the House and the Senate going to do, ladies and gentlemen? Nothing. What are the ethnic front groups that back the Democrat Party? What are they going to do? Nothing. Any letters with hundreds and hundreds of people signing them and protesting this? Nothing. Nothing. Hello America, our number's eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. I am Mark Levin. Hot to cover. The uh, the head of the Fed, her name is Yellen. She's been around a long time. She's pushing, according to the Washington Post, just out, global minimum tax is White House High's new spending plan. They want to spend three trillion dollars and they want to massively increase taxes and now they are working with other countries to have a multinational corporations tax. Other countries are salivating at how we're destroying our own sovereignty, destroying our own economic system. Of course they want a piece of the action and taxation on our companies and everything else. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not aware of any constitutional authority that permits this. Is there nothing this party will not do to this country to fund itself, to empower itself? Is there nothing it won't do? And then you have groups like the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, which have gone to the dark side, gone to the, the dark forces, as they say. I'm looking here for the quote. The US Chamber of Commerce says it supports a multilateral approach to the problem but is extremely concerned that the proposed rules would create additional complexity. Now what a stupid organization is that. The rest of the excuse me the rest of the world sees opportunity. Do you like your way of life? Because we have a political party in power that seeks to change it. American sovereignty means we make our own decisions about what we want to do and become as a nation. We don't export it to other countries where we have no vote, where we have no say. It's paid enough in our own country. But the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is okay, although there's some a concern. There's some a concern. And do any of you trust the Biden administration not giving the store away to these other countries? It's appalling. It's like the Paris Climate Accord of taxes, writes Joseph Stiglitz, a Nobel Prize winning economist at Columbia University. Every country thinks it can steal business from others by lowering taxes and the only beneficiary of that race to the bottom has been the richest multinational corporation. So you see, this man was Yellen's mentor. And which is the richest? We are. And that's just not fair, ladies and gentlemen, meaning... You need to be poorer. Your kids need to be poorer. Marx must be laughing face down in his grave. He must be laughing. Look, I told you this would happen. I told you this would happen. It's in the here. It is in the Washington Post of all places. Washington Post of all places. And then we have Fox News. According to Politico, Democrats may bypass Republicans to muscle through a trillion-dollar infrastructure bill, but it's not just an infrastructure bill. John Yarmuth of the House Budget Committee is the chairman. He says it's going to be a kitchen sink. Virtually everyone's going to want to get their priorities done through reconciliation. We'll see what we can accommodate. Kitchen sink. 1900000000000 trillion. It's gone already. Now $3 trillion. The Biden administration is laying the groundwork for another massive economic relief package. It isn't an economic relief package. With senior Democratic officials proposing as much as $3 trillion in new spending on a jobs and infrastructure bill that would become the foundation of Biden's <clears throat> Build Back Better program. Politico reported Democrats are eager to fit what they can in the package, including new measures on drug pricing, climate tra- change, Full-time this, part-time that. Massive new taxes are, are being contemplated as well. If you think you can rely on Joe Manchin and Sinema out there in Arizona, you're fooling yourselves. They're Trojan horses. They're frauds. They'll throw a vote here and there, but they're not going to stop Biden on what he wants. They voted for that $1.9 trillion. And they'll prepare to vote for this too. They'll just get another highway, you know, or bridge. Something of that sort. But these people do not care about our country. You have contempt for politicians. You have a reason to have contempt for politicians. Because they're contemptible. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're going to have a guest on in five minutes. Jay Christian Adams. Why? Because our military I'm telling you, there's, there's no stone left unturned by the leftists. Our military is being indoctrinated. And he has a piece out of PJ. Media read the shocking Pentagon training targeting conservatives in the military. This empowers China, it empowers Iran, it empowers Russia, it empowers North Korea. It's provocative. And they're taking another institution and trying to destroy it, one after another. He obtained a copy of all the materials regarding the sudden new threat of extremism used in the military. Throughout the services, service members have been shocked at the Biden Blitz, rocking the way of the administration's transformative agenda. One individual in the training told him the military is one of the last institutions left. It hasn't been overtaken by progressives. That's why it's being targeted now. All personnel are being subjected to a PowerPoint presentation packed with progressive ideological points of view. Designated officers are conducting the training on bases and stations and ships using misstatements of the law and warped characterizations of fellow citizens who believe in constitutional government. The document crafted by the Pentagon for the Navy is called Extremism Stand Down. He says, I've obtained both the slides shown to service personnel members and the information for the officers presenting the training. Extremism in the ranks, quote unquote, is a capitalized proper noun in the document. And I'm going to let J. Christian Adams explain what was provided to him by some brave soul in the United States military. And so we'll be right back.
1: Come on.
0: Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com promo code Levin L-E-V-I-N podcast. And when you do, you'll save fifty percent off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com promo code Levin podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Jay Christian Adams writing in uh, pjmedia.com. Some very important information has been supplied to him. Uh, You know, rather than waste time on this, Christian, I'm going to let you jump right in. What information do you have, and how shocking is it?
4: Well, thanks, Mark. Uh, Indeed, the Pentagon is undergoing a full radical transformation, and it's starting with officers gathering their enlisted and their other junior officers together, and basically going through a propaganda walk with them, right, where they teach them about uh, how the Constitution uh, protects uh, things that it doesn't protect, how they better be careful if they express their personal opinions, and how other constitutional rights should be exercised literally with caution, in all caps, and in all red, in these materials, which I posted at PJ Media. So that's, it's just the radicalization of one of the last institutions that the progressives haven't radicalized.
0: Are they pushing this critical race theory as well? Because Biden said all departments and agencies are to be covered by this.
4: Right. And the materials, the materials that I posted talk about how uh, the, the command is trying to have a, a respectful, inclusive uh, body of armed forces that do not have injustice and indignity these are the words i'm quoting mark from the materials injustice and dignity racism permeating the military it's basically uh black lives matter taken to the uh to the to the service members of our country
0: i didn't know we were having this problem in our military i thought in fact for the last hundred years the military has been the number one example of integration and diversity until woodrow wilson got his hands on it isn't that true
4: well, that's exactly right, going back as far even as the Continental Army. I mean, this this is a long history in our country uh, of diversity. But what's so sad about this is that it talks about how the military has to respond to all these terrible things going on. But it never cites anything, right? It, it never has uh, problems that it actually articulates. It's just this, this general grievance against this institution.
0: There's men and women, those American soldiers— Let's, let's talk Turkey here, okay, Christian? Most of whom are Christian, okay? When they're fighting in the Middle East and trying to defend people and save their lives, they're fighting on behalf of people, for the most part, who are Muslims and Arabs, correct?
4: Right. I mean, no country has ever spilled more blood for other people and other races in the United States.
0: Afghanistan. Same thing. Not Arabs, but Muslims. Uh, And then other parts of the world that have nothing to do with faith, have something to do with race. Uh, When we're fighting in the Congo and other places, sending special forces in to protect Christians who are being slaughtered again by Muslims, those are truly um, uh, people of color. Those are Africans, correct?
4: That's exactly right.
0: I mean, I'm only pointing this out because, uh, I, I mean, we're trying to defend Taiwan and Hong Kong. Uh, those are Asians. Those aren't. We're not running around the world protecting white people. And so I don't understand this. We have men and women who put their their their, their families to the side. They go off the, to fight these wars and these battles. Their lives are on the line. Their uh, their finances are uh, put in check. It seems to me they don't need a whole lot of training. I mean, they're 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 the ones there who really do have, as they put it, skin in the game. Yeah, no.
4: Right. And if they are white people, they're protecting its concentration camp survivors who watch the paratroopers come like angels in the sky Mm -hmm. to liberate them from the camp. So this is this is nothing new from the left. They they hate America. They hate the military. And it's time to dose them up with all the guilt that they've done with public schools and all the other institutions they've destroyed and uh, and get our service members worried about expressing their opinions. That's literally in the materials. You can see them. They put the word caution Next to expressing purely personal opinions it 's literally in the secretary of defense 's materials
0: you know this is uh, I'm, I'm quite concerned uh, about this growing and swirling tyranny that 's taking on and the the uh, let 's move to another area you 're familiar with this h r ones one If the Democrats get what they want it 's pretty much over isn 't it
4: yeah it's a fundamental shift of power from the states to washington if, if we would't have had a United States. If if this was the rule, we we are a United States because the states get to control their own political affairs. These are Washington radical nuts like the ones I worked with at the Justice Department and the Civil Rights Division who want to tell the states what they can and cannot do. And it's a transfer of power to Washington that would destroy the entire architecture of the country. This is the whole ballgame.
0: Do you think they have such a plenary constitutional power, given the language that's in Article 2, to just say, "Okay, we're going to monopolize and control all voting that takes place in the states?
4: Uh, Certainly not under Article 2, certainly not involving state elections, and certainly not under the presidential electors. But there is that area under the Elections Clause where uh, but at any time, is what the Constitution says, that Congress can do something, and what that is, you know was their mark, because they were afraid of Congress being suffocated by the states. I mean, isn't that a laugh mm-hmm. line 200 years later?
0: Do you think we've lost a, a tremendous amount of the substantive republicanism that, that was conveyed to the people under the Constitution?
4: Well, by design, and it all started with direct popular election of senators, and then, uh, and then this effort to get rid of the Electoral College. It's a long march toward pure democracy, and, and in many places that's a good thing, but you, knew, you and I know where pure democracy ends. It ends in a bloodbath, and mm-hmm. it, ends, it ends with 51% voting away the rights or property of 49%. And they really want to have people sitting on their couches. Don't, don't doubt me on this. They want people sitting on their couches with remote controls or iPhones, voting on every public issue that comes before, before the public. That's their version of utopia.
0: And it's because it's not that they're better at communicating. It's that their message is an emotional one. It's not a cerebral one. Their message is about balkanization and tribalization. Uh, whether it's based on race or religion or whether it's based on income. This is, this is the Democrat Party. I've been saying now that the Democrat Party really is trying to empower the Democrat Party. In many respects, it doesn't give a damn about the country. And when you look in these, uh, these various regimes, Christian, and you look at them, y- your allegiance is to the party. It's not to the country. And I think that's where we are right now.
4: Well, Jim Clyburn, the uh, majority whip from South Carolina in the House, said so. He said we need to pass H.R. 1 so we can keep electing Democrats. I mean, he literally said that there's a partisan motivation behind this. Do you remember, Mark, when the a Pennsylvania Republicans said something like that about voter ID? They were going to skin him alive for, for saying something so partisan. Jim Clyburn is saying H.R. 1, this bill to reorganize elections, is all about electing Democrats, according to Jim Clyburn.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you make of uh, two cases out of Pennsylvania, uh, one- Specifically addressed Article Two, uh, Section One, Clause Two, and what the state's power versus the governor of the state or a state court, and so forth. The court, you know, you could see three justices wanted to take it up; six did not. And there was another Pennsylvania case too involving the legislature itself violating its own constitution. It was a unique question. It had nothing to do with voting machines. Had nothing to do with fraud. Why wouldn't the court take up something like that and try and resolve it?
4: Well, as you know, especially with the mootness doctrine on capable of repetition, it gives the people who want to flinch, who are inclined to run, uh, a way to run. And, you know, if the court took it up, I, I'm sure there's members of the court who, who might think that Pennsylvania shouldn't have been playing monkey business with that. But they're just too, shall we say, um, unwilling to take up an issue like
1: that.
0: It's too bad. They're willing to take up a thousand issues where they have no authority whatsoever. But here, it seems to me, it was right in their sights. Uh, listen, I really appreciate this. What, what do you think? Really, the only way to address this is to throw these bastards out of office, isn't
4: it? Yeah, you've got to beat them. You've got to crush them. That's what they want to do to you. That's what they want to do to me. So they have to be beaten. And, you know, service members are scared. Uh, I've talked to a bunch of people Not only my sources, but others that are just frightened at how this institution is being targeted by this new administration for transformation in a way that even Obama didn't. And that's what makes it particularly insidious.
0: Look what they've done to the cops over the course of the year. Look at what they've done to our liberties over the course of the year. Look at now what they're doing to the military. Is there anything they won't corrupt?
4: No, they've corrupted churches, too. I mean, they've gone after everything. There's nothing left, uh, maybe even the Boy Scouts I mean it's all uh, it's all targets of, of the progressives to to just completely transform everything about the country.
1: All
0: right, Jay Christian Adams, thank you, sir.
4: Thanks for having me, Mark
0: All right, be well. He's a terrific lawyer and he's involved in many of these issues now now the military' is being targeted. when you consider what he's written about and this training that's taking place, the propaganda which is really pernicious, really horrific. On top of uh, them making a priority, a national security, and hence a military priority, climate change, are we going to go to the war with the sun? I tell you folks, the communist Chinese, they're being provoked, not because we're being rude to them or pointing a finger at them, but because they've never had it so good, and that regime is itching to do something. And if they do, it's going to be devastating, and we know whose feet this can be put at. I'll be right back.
3: Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811.
0: An illegal alien on ABC this week, Martha Raddatz, actually asks the illegal alien a question. Hat tip, right scoop, cut three, go. Would
5: you have tried to do this when Donald Trump was president?
2: Definitely not.
3: Definitely We had the chance, you know, the the same violence that is going on today was there last year. We used to watch the the news and uh, I definitely won't do this.
5: So did you come here
6: because
3: Joe Biden was elected president? Basically, basically. Uh, The main thing was the violence in my country. And the second thing I I think was Joe Biden. You know, uh, it's like uh, letting up my hope.
0: Joe Biden. Joe Biden. He apparently can communicate with people south of the border. He's having trouble communicating with people north of the border, meaning us. And he doesn't want you to see what's going on in these reception centers because it's a hell of a reception. And so people have to sneak in like it's East Germany. In America. And the media, how many, how many media outlets have brought lawsuits to get those up? None. Where's, where's in Nowhere. MSNBC, nowhere. Like I said, we'll have to throw Jim Acosta up against the wall and hope something sticks. Peter Ducey. Peter Ducey. Intefaggotable. Say that five times fast, Mr. Producer. To Jen Psaki at the White House press conference. She's useless, by the way. Utterly contemptible and useless. Cut four, go.
3: So what is his concern about this being a super spreader event where you've got 400 uh, kids stuffed into a pod built for
0: 260?
7: These kids are tested. Uh, if they need to be quarantined, they are quarantined. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, These kids are tested if they need to be quarantined. What, what does that mean? Is that what Dr. Fauci says, Mr. Producer? You can all be... Nice and tight, compact, in a beautifully built freighter box with a couple of windows cut out. And uh, it's okay because uh, you'll be tested. And then if you need to be quarantined, you'll be quarantined. Is that what he says to you and me when we attend a restaurant? Or sporting event? Or a movie? What's the big deal? You'll be tested, and if you need to be quarantined, you'll be qu- Of course they don't talk that way. Go ahead.
7: CDC guidelines to ensure that they are kept safe. One of the reasons that it took us some you're breaking
0: time. breaking the CDC guidelines. God. They just lie right to your face and lie, lie over and over and over again as if what you see and hear is not what you're seeing and hearing. It's just, it's just grotesque what these people are about. Go ahead.
7: Have some of these facilities or some of the shelters open to larger groups of kids is because we wanted to follow those CDC guidelines. So we certainly. But you're don't.
0: not following those CDC guidelines, most of which are a bunch of crap we've now learned. But nonetheless, you're not following your own guidelines, genius. They want to run every aspect of your life. They're pushing through trillions and trillions of dollars in spending. They're changing the landscape of this country with the different programs and the. And the power drawn back into Washington where their bureaucrats can control it. And I'm telling you, they can't run a hot dog stand. It's absolutely unbelievable what's going on here. Go ahead.
7: Through that prism, we actually took the steps we did to keep these kids safe.
0: But where else in the country would it be okay to have
3: 400 people in a space for 260 during the pandemic?
7: Well, again, Peter, our, we're closely following the CDC guidelines. That's why we're opening up additional facilities, sure. why they've been at limited capacity but, in a number of these shelters.
3: But if I may, I don't know that there are CDC guidelines that say you can be open. For the sh- are you talking
7: about the shelters or are you talking about the Border, the border patrol, patrol?
3: Border Patrol facilities. Apologies. I
7: wasn't yeah. misunderstanding your question. Yes. Look, I, I think our objective is to move. This is one of the reasons this is such a focus every listen, single day.
0: Listen, this is one of the reasons why we call them reception centers. They come in, we, we, we push them into a tight area like cattle, and then and then we release them into the public. That's right. We don't give them court dates or anything of the sort. We just let them go. Uh, we don't know if they have COVID. We just don't know because we're a humane country. Yes, we are. We let anyone in with any disease they have. They may even have criminal records, or maybe they sent their kids here who have been molested. They're, they really want to be with their kids, you know, and then we let them loose in the country. Or, a problem. What are you, a white supremacist? You got a problem with this? Uh, really, really, do you? such crap cut five go also
1: you are opening up new facilities one of the options that's being
8: reported over the weekend is spending eighty six million dollars on hotel hotel rooms for some migrants and feeding them Um, how do you square that with the national guard troops who were sleeping in parking
7: garages Whoa!
0: where did this reporter come from whoa What a good question! Except she forgot to say the white supremacists in the National Guard, right? Who haven't been sufficiently trained yet. Go ahead.
8: You know, some of them got sick from having contaminated food. That's a disparity a lot of people are pointing out, that our National Guard was treated one way... And then illegal immigrants are going
7: to be put in hotel rooms. Well, first, let me say that um, at the time when we became aware of the conditions, National Guard troops were um, in 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 uh, parking garages, as you noted. Uh, the president called the head of the National Guard that day and offered his assistance, offered to uh, play any role that he could play, boosting morale, asking for more aid, making sure. Listen,
0: that- I'm boosting morale. I know you're throwing up. In enormous pain from the marvelous rations we're giving you. And I know you're freezing, uh, sleeping on the cement floor uh, in the same clothes for five days without taking a shower. But I want you to know, I'm here to talk to you to boost your morale. Oh, I am. Tell me anything you need. I, Joe Robinette Biden Jr., I will provide you whatever you need. Go ahead
7: the right uh, were treated in the way that they deserved for the incredible role they've played. So uh, I know that was some time ago, but that was the reaction he took at the
0: time. Wow, what a leader. We've never seen a leader like this. Now, something's wrong when the media can't get any access. And they're only now starting to squirm. Because what are we going to do? You know, we're supposed to be journalists. I love going to lunch and dinner and breakfast. I love killing time at my cubicle. But I have to write something, for crying out loud. This is is embarrassing. Cut six, go.
3: In the spirit of transparency Mm -hmm. to rebuild public trust, when will reporters be allowed to tour facilities holding children who cross the southern border? And are there any concerns that the images... From
0: those tours might show that there 's a crisis no first of all there 's not a crisis, but there 's no concern at all we 're not taking pictures or lying film for the children we 're here for the children. Go ahead
7: Well first, um, we are working to finalize uh, details, and I hope to have an update in the should coming be days.
0: finalizing any details. You should let people have access. You can do it in a limited way, limit the number, limit the time span, but that doesn't take brain surgery to figure out. It takes about 14 minutes. It's been done before, you know, during the Trump administration. Go ahead.
7: Uh, we are working through with uh, the Department of Health and Human Services and also the Department of Homeland Security to ensure uh, privacy and ensure we're following COVID. Ah, privacy. I knew it. They want to ensure
0: Privacy. So you don't get to look at the conditions these kids are living in because they want to ensure privacy. Have you ever heard anything so stupid in your life? Have you? You can go down on the Mexico side and the Mexican government won't interfere. You can take all the pictures of these caravans you want and the children all you want. But you come into one of the reception centers. Oh, a reception center. See, that gives you a totally different mindset than a detention center, doesn't it? We're bringing them into reception centers. Ignore the bars on the windows. Please, please. They're there for the safety of the children. Go ahead. We remain committed to... Ah, shut up, you idiot. You should be committed. Then there's Andrea Mitchell. Not one to lead, but she sees that there's beginning to be some angst about what's taking place south of the border. And there's some reporters actually asking questions because they don't want to lose their Pulitzer's. And she's there with the late, great Benny Thompson. Who's he? He's a congressman, I think, from Mississippi. Cut seven, go. Congressman,
6: uh, finally, what about press access? Even the Trump administration let reporters
0: in. Even the Trump administration. Even Stalin himself, you know, he let reporters in. Even Trump, for God's sakes. And there's Joe Robinette. Joe Robinette has treated the media like crap. And they're too stupid and obsessed with their ideology to even realize it. Go ahead.
6: You know, supervised tours. Uh, how do you justify not permitting the news media so that we're relying on, on bootlegged photos? Well, uh, from
9: my perspective, one who's been uh, someone involved in openness in government, uh, I'm sure this administration will work on prick press access. Uh, One way you can resolve some of the challenges is by letting the public know. So I am certain uh, before the week's out, press will have access. If not, it will be a problem.
0: There you go. We have Priscilla Alvarez at CNN. Cut eight. Go.
8: Limited capacity because of the coronavirus pandemic. So all of that together, you have more. No, there's
0: limit. Hello. Hello. Madam, there's limited capacity because the border's overrun. You get it? Because Biden's letting tens of thousands of illegal aliens into the country. That's why there's limited capacity. It has nothing to do with the pandemic. As Congressman Cuellar's photos show, these kids are lined up shoulder to shoulder. And yet they keep lying about this. Go ahead
8: but just not enough space to put them in shelter. So that means that these kids are staying in Border Patrol facility for prolonged periods of time. And those are facilities that are not intended for them. They look like jail-like conditions, like prison cells with concrete walls and concrete benches. And these kids are spending more than the three-day limit than they're supposed to, uh, according to federal law. So the administration racing here to find enough space for these kids that is suitable for them.
0: Wrecking Ball Joe, that should be his name, Wrecking Ball Joe. Look what he's created down on the southern border. Look what he's done. Look what he's going to do to your lives with the spending and all the changes that are going to be hidden into a massive bill. This isn't Republicanism. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com promo code Levin L-E-V-I-N podcast. And when you do, you'll save fifty percent off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com promo code Levin podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Gillian Omar on CNN yesterday, she says, hey, what's all the focus on the southern border? Shouldn't we be focusing on the northern border? Now, nobody said she's smart. As a matter of fact, most people said she's an idiot and a bigot and an anti-Semite. But then again, I suppose they need a representative, too. Cut nine. Go.
7: You know, this this conversation um, around the hysteria that is happening with the Republicans right now uh, is centered around, you know, gaining political points. It's not about the safety.
0: Oh, it's political points. Don't you see, folks? The Democrats are not about political points. They're not about tyranny and totalitarianism with a little taste of fascism and neo-Marxism. No, 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 no. The border. Was this going on the border before Biden got elected president, ladies and gentlemen? No, it wasn't. So the nitwit comes in, he makes an announcement. He made an announcement in 2019. Matter of fact, Mr. Producer, you found it. we were the first to play that. And now everybody's playing it on TV, on radio, have you noticed? So that means we should dig that up and play that again, too. You dug it up in the first instance, which is Joe Biden saying in 2019, during one of the debates, they surged the border. And now the news says he's having difficulty really addressing what he said in 2019. He has difficulty addressing anything. Go ahead.
7: Americans, it's not, this, it's not about adhering to international Shut law. up, you
0: idiot. We don't need lectures from you. You're a dunce. You're the one who ought to be expelled from the House of Representatives. Because of the things that you have said about our country, about Jews... You're the one who needs to be thrown the hell out of office. But I notice Pelosi isn't doing anything about that, is she? No, Eva Pelosi, who called federal law enforcement stormtroopers. Oh, yeah, I, know, I never forget these things. Go ahead.
7: Pelosi, asylum, it's not about coming to the table and working with us. Um, coming to the, the rec-
0: table and working with you? You left-wing kooks who are trying to destroy the country? What's to work? You need to be defeated. You need to be crushed. We need to protect our society from reprobates on the far left of the Democrat Party like her. And in the media, by the way. There's nothing to come to the table for. We're not going to negotiate our liberty away. We're not going to negotiate our country away. We're not going to do it. Well, now, Karl Rove might do it. We're not going to do it. I'll be right back.
2: Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark
1: Levin.
0: Hello, America. Mark Levin. Hope you're doing well. I say let's continue where I left off. Showing you the brilliance of members of Congress and reporters. We have Rashida Tlaib. She's at a hearing today on D.C. statehood. So we should turn a city into a state. Really. And I'm sure if it was a Republican city, the Democrats would say, yes, of course, the right to vote. That right to vote that they want to destroy for all the rest of us, you mean? That right to vote? Should there be two senators from the city of Washington, D.C., ladies and gentlemen? The absurdity of that. The reason D.C. is not a state is because the framers of the Constitution carved out an area out of Maryland and out of Virginia, and since the Virginia part was given back, So we would have a federal enclave, and the federal enclave, therefore, wouldn't have to compete with state authority. There'd be no conflicts, and on and on and on. It had nothing to do with race. Washington, D.C. was uh, an area of the country that a lot of people didn't want to live in back then. It was Temperatures were difficult. The the humidity was a disaster. It was very swampy. Good chunks of Washington, D.C. were built up on filler. And uh, it wasn't this big city. And so when you have an absolute bigot and moron like Rashida Talib, um, who talks about the framers of the Constitution wanted this because they were racist, it just shows you how sick these people are. And how the word racist is really the only word they know because the leftists can't think for themselves. They're all indoctrinated buffoons. They're zombies. So it had nothing to do with race, it had nothing to do with slavery, it had nothing to do with anything like that. Period. So let's listen to her make an ass out of herself again. Hat tip, rumble, cut 11, go.
8: In opposing DC statehood, which is overwhelmingly supported by the people of Washington, these representatives and their dark money backers over the Heritage Foundation—they're dark
0: right. money backers. First of all, should she be using these words, Mr. Producer? She needs to be canceled in our culture. What are the dark money backers of the Heritage Foundation? Just, just look how they debate issues. They can't do anything on substance. They're good little, little damn Marxists, aren't they? Go ahead.
8: Telling ...over 700,000 Americans to sit down, shut up, and enjoy this authoritarian system implemented by a bunch of... You don't people. even know
0: what an authoritarian system is, let alone the inability to pronounce it, you idiot. If there were truly an authoritarian system in Washington, D.C., why would there be people in Washington, D.C. To, to, to live under it? If there's an authoritarian system in D.C., you can blame the Democrats. They control it lock, stock, and barrel the hell is this idiot talking about rambling on like a buffoon but that's what they do on the left they ramble on like buffoons go ahead
8: it was okay to enslave people for their selfish monetary gain hundreds of years ago it is shameful that anyone would claim to support democracy and freedom and oppose statehood
0: what does slavery have to do with this What does slavery have to do with this? Washington wasn't a majority black city during the founding period. What is she talking about? She doesn't know what she's talking about. She just likes to raise her voice and sound stupid, which she does often. But she isn't alone. There's the prim and prim proper Carolyn Maloney, who's full of baloney, who actually lost her seat To another leftist, but nonetheless, not every vote apparently counts. On this statehood issue, here she is, cut 12, go.
6: Our country was founded on the belief that no people should be subjected to taxation without representation.
0: Really? Well, what do you call what's going on today in Congress when we don't even know what the hell you're voting on, you idiot? When you're trying to ram things through. In long, big, omnibus bills that we don't get to read. We can't even sit down with our members of Congress. So what are you talking about? Taxation without representation. That's precisely what we have today. And your great hero, the uh, chairwoman of the uh, Fed, she wants to export sovereignty and authority over taxation. In certain respects, I'd call that taxation without representation. But here's the stupid little secret. There's much more money that goes into Washington, D.C. than comes out of Washington, D.C. That's a fact. That's a fact. And I don't feel like I had representation when massive amounts of our money was taken and given the Democrat cities and Democrat states. Do you? Go ahead.
6: Or be governed without the consent of the governed. Representative government only functions properly when all people have a voice in the laws that govern them. But
0: all people don't. In fact, most of us don't. The vast majority of laws that are written and instituted in this country do not come out of Congress from our so-called representatives. They come out of the bureaucracy. They're called regulations. Thousands and thousands and thousands of them. So many that the Heritage Foundation and their dark money... Uh, tried to calculate some time ago how many regulations there actually were and regulations with criminal penalties, and they had to stop at 10,000. There were more, but it was an exhaustive study. Now I don't know about you, I didn't vote for any of that, did you? So here they are, using the Constitution to destroy the Constitution, using the Constitution to advance their radical kook agenda. Go ahead.
6: Honorable colleague, Congresswoman Norton, represents her constituents exceptionally well, but is denied the opportunity to vote on the very laws. She's not
0: denied anything. This has been in existence since we've had a Constitution. Nobody's denying Eleanor Holmes Norton of anything. She knew when she ran she's a delegate. She's not a voting member of the House of Representatives. For the reasons I already stated. It's not that complicated. If you're truly desperate to vote for somebody for Congress, you don't have to live in the District of Columbia. I mean, a lot of other people have to leave their homes and their areas because of taxation and other things going on in their towns and cities. But I'm just saying, I'm not... I mean, the history, they know no history, they make comments that aren't accurate. It's not like somebody said, you know what? Look at all the minorities that live in the District of Columbia. We're going to deny them voting rights. And yet, if you were a Martian and you're hearing this argument, that's exactly what you would think. But that's not how it works. It's in the Constitution. This is a federal enclave. It is not supposed to be a state, specifically. There are no senators, no congressmen from the city. A federal enclave. That was carved out. People over the decades moved into this area. For a variety of reasons. And so now the demand that it be treated like a state... Is, is, uh, is wrong. In my view. It's also unconstitutional if they attempt to do this by statute. Because again... Even Talib... She points out that the... Uh, you know the founders... She means the framers. To perpetuate their, their view of slavery and racism... Had nothing to do with slavery and racism... They created this, this, this enclave here. Well, in that, she's right. They did create that. And it's straight up. There's nothing, there was nothing racial about it. Go ahead.
6: Her constituents must follow. Congress has the responsibility to live up to the Constitution's goals. Statehood Isn't will it hilarious
0: only- listening to a hardcore leftist talk about the Constitution's goals? Out of one side of their mouth, they're talking about the racists who wrote, adopted, and ratified the Constitution. Out of the other other side of their mouth, they go on about what's in the Constitution. It's like Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Talking about they have a right to protest under the First Amendment, but they hate the Constitution and the Bill of Rights because it was written by slaves. Excuse me, slave owners. And they don't even know that everybody in Philadelphia was not a slave owner. How many slaves did Benjamin Franklin have? Zero. John Dickerson? Zero. Sherman? Zero. Livingston? Zero. Does anybody even know these people I'm mentioning? The latter two or three? No, but they're bastards, you know.
1: I'll be right back. Much in.
0: From the Hill newspaper, Senator Warren, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, introduced half a trillion dollar bill to create green infrastructure jobs. You see, this is what's going to be loaded into the infrastructure bill. And they're going to have you believe, ooh, tunnels and potholes and roads and bicycle paths and running paths. We need it. We really need it, Mark. Stop being such a wet blanket. We need it. We need it. That is a facade. That's camouflage. You should know these people by now. This is a massive job-killing bill under the rubric of infrastructure to confuse and defy the union bosses, the membership. People should learn these things by now. These people are not honest. They're they're dishonest. And they want to ram their agenda down our throats. Since when? Are Elizabeth Warren and Aach on your side since never? Think they want a stronger America? Think they want a growing, prosperous economy? Absolutely not. They're degrowthers. Let's take some calls. Gene, Rockford, Illinois. Uh, let's see, the great WROK. How are you, Gene?
8: Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for taking my call. It's such you an bet. honor to talk to you, especially. Um, knowing that our friend Rush is gone and we so we yep. need your voice these days. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. Um, I wanted to call because I you caught my attention on my way home from work today when you brought up Adam Kinzinger. I happen to live in his district, and it's interesting to know that haven't seen anything of, of him in the recent past until he criticized President Trump and stood for the impeachment. And I'll tell you what, he doesn't represent the people of this district because we voted for President Trump. And it's becoming really clear to me that the GOP establishment doesn't listen to its constituents. 75 million people voted for President Trump because he represented our values, a strong military, which is so ironic because Adam likes to tout his military credentials and we had a strong military under President Trump, but now, for some reason, it's inconvenient to support Trump or his MAGA agenda. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, the swamp needs to go. It is becoming so clear to me. Um, they are not representing us. They are not listening to us. And it's just really, really disheartening.
0: Nobody's criticizing Adam King for his military service. They're criticizing him for what he's doing in Washington, where he is a complete sleazeball. He lied to you, people, to get elected, and he's been lying to you ever since.
8: Yes, he has, and and it's time for him to go. And I don't know one person that. Um, well, there
0: are many because he gets reelected, so you're going to have to fight like hell to defeat him in a primary. Well, we. Plan- and he's bringing in, you know, that heavyweight Carl uh, Rove. That'll fix it all.
8: Yeah. Well, that's very disappointing. Um, but I guess not. Not surprising, right? Doesn't that
0: prove, I mean, the guy is so uh, disconnected from, I hope, his base out there, or the base out there, that he would bring in Karl Rove? What next? Are you going to bring in Mitt Romney?
8: Right, right, right. (laughs) But anyway, Mark, thank you so much for what you do. I love your show. Um, God bless you for your passion and, and your your well, help you.
0: for the country. Thank you, Gene. You take care of yourself. Let us go to Dan Oxnard, California, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, Dan?
3: I am doing well, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. I I, I, I was listening to you earlier when you are talking about that uh, DOD.
0: Uh, Indoctrination.
3: Uh, Unbelievable. Training. Yep. Oh, yeah, indoctrination, yeah, exactly. I went through that stuff just recently, and I tell you what, that was scary. And because of it, now I've already put my, I'm retiring Friday. I, I just can't take it anymore. Uh,
0: no. See, they're chasing out of the military and out of law enforcement, all you great patriotic men and women. It, it really is grotesque what's taking place in this country.
3: The thing is, is, actually, I was DOD civilian. Mm-hmm. So we had to do this as a civilian on the civilian side, too. It wasn't just the military people, but they had to go through the whole Department of Defense. I went through this stuff back in 99 when I was on active duty with uh, Clinton. I had to leave then because it had gotten too political. But this is this has gone far overboard, far worse than then. Uh
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, my friend. Thank you, Dan. Let's go to Ryan, Middlesex, New Jersey, the great WABC. You know, Ryan, I think to myself, Middlesex, New Jersey, what were the founding fathers of that town thinking of? Let's call our town Middlesex. Anyway, go right ahead. Why not? Why not? Why Good, not? Point. The middle of- <laughs> Good point. Good <laughs> point. Yes. We had the Lenny Lenape's here
9: years ago. You had what? You know, oh, we that's right. To play, uh, The Lenapees were here, the Indigenous Indians. Mm -hmm. So you have to remember who was the first founders here. All right. And I was just so glad that somebody put me through the talk. It's a great one because you know I'm mad as most people. What's going on? Even though I don't live in Texas and Arizona, I'm in New Jersey. I see.
0: New Jersey has a significant population of illegal aliens, by the way.
9: Mm. Did you know that? That's true. I. I know that when I listen, you hear this from a person, not a news person. I drive past the 7 the train station in Freehold, New Jersey. There are all these people there. They're called David.
0: There's work. a 7 Eleven near us. There's a line there every single morning. Everybody knows it. And by the way, according to the Washington Examiner um, and the Center for Immigration Studies, Estimated, at least 2.1 million illegal immigrants could be eligible for 4.38 billion dollars wired directly into their checking accounts in that last bill. What do you think of that?
9: What do you think of that?
0: It's shocking, isn't it? I mean, seriously, it's it's like what?
9: So somebody, it's not. I saw somebody from the state down there a couple years ago with a clipboard, and they were trying to like sign these people up as people would drive up with their pickup trucks. And he would jump in the back because it would work for you know ten dollars an hour and help out with construction jobs and with landscaping. Wait a minute!
0: That's lunch Bucket's Grant and Joe cares about the union workers. First thing he does is fire t- tens of thousands of them in related businesses on the uh, in, in, on the uh, Keystone XL pipeline. What a joke! People fall for this. You know, union members ought to rise up against their union bosses. Their Democrat Party hacks first and foremost. They had one of the most union-friendly presidents. Look, whether you like it or not, they had one of the most union-friendly presidents in modern times. He happened to be a Republican, and that was just too much for the union leadership. No, 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 they had to throw him behind Lunchbucket Joe, whose first act is to destroy union jobs, and his second act is to open up the border to illegal immigrants. You get what you supposedly vote for. I'll be right back.
3: The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811.
0: I want to thank you all for being here. I know there's other things you can do, but it's, it's good that we're here and the audience is growing. The bigger the better. As we defend our way of life here, and that's really what we're doing. It's important that we talk to each other, what I believe is... The largest town hall meeting, certainly at this time of the day. Man, oh, Manischewitz, I got a lot more news here. But you know what? I'd rather talk to you folks. I'm sick of the news. It's depressing. Let's go to Jim, who's a trucker and looks like in Oklahoma listening on XM Satellite. Jim, how are you, sir?
2: Oh, boy, I can tell you, you know, you got a notebook, a couch, and a few hours. Well,
0: we've got uh, two know, minutes, qu- and I do have a couch.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, it's H.R. 1 bill. Yep. Now, it's going out and changing how all the elections were done. Well, then, how can that really be? Because the Constitution, we have the Tenth Amendment, which gives those powers to the state.
0: Well, the Tenth Amendment and- is, is something that can be argued, but they're better arguments. Like Article Two, where the states are specifically, the legislatures authorized the power uh, to write these election laws. And as Christian, J. Christian Adams pointed out, there's another section of the Constitution that empowers Congress to have involvement. But there's, if, when you read those two clauses together, and of course you can consider the Tenth Amendment too, but when you read those two clauses together, there is no way that Congress or the federal government has plenary power. Otherwise, there's no point in having Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2. You all can read it yourselves. So that wouldn't make any sense to read it that way. But the libs will, because that's what they do. They're dishonest. Speak to me, sir. Speak to me.
2: Well, I still don't, Well, then, then it would have to ultimately, I could see an incredible fight that would ultimately go to the Supreme Court. Yeah, but However, you know what? I,
0: I, the, the Supreme Court's utterly unreliable. That's the problem.
2: Credibility these days. That's what I was just saying. Yeah, they've lost their credibility.
0: Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering,
2: what's... well.
0: um, Yeah, there's not a lot of places to go after that, is there? No. uh, All right, sir. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Let's continue, shall we? I think we shall. Marie! Annandale, Virginia, the great W-M-A-L. Marie, go right ahead, please.
5: Hi, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. You got it. Um, I was listening to you earlier talking about the amount of money that the um, the Democrats want to spend, the $3 trillion here and $4 trillion there. And um, there have been a lot of uh, reports on the radio lately about a uh, transfer of wealth between um, the generation that I'm in, which is a boomer, baby boomer. Um, my husband and I are in our mid-60s, and we have children in their 20s and 30s. And, um, Likewise. Likewise. The re- yeah, and, well, the reports I've heard on the radio is that there's going to be, in the next 20 to 30 years, a transfer of 20 to $25 trillion from our generation to their generation. And-
0: no, no, no. It's a transfer from their generation to our generation.
5: Well, no, no, no. It would go from us to them because we'll be dying.
0: Yeah, but there's not – no. <clears throat> Listen <clears> – <throat> We'll be dying and we'll be handing over to them a currency that's worth crap. We're going to go through all of our savings. The stock market's going to collapse. This is what happens when you have inflation or deflation. It's not like it's static and all of a sudden, hey, I'm going to hand over all my money to my kids. It's not going to work that way. The first thing that goes is the currency. That's what inflation is all about. And that's why 1970s, even the 1980s, during Carter, you had... uh, Interest rates on mortgages at 11.5%, 12%, 12.5% if you could get them. That's what you'll be turning over to your kids. An impossible well, economy. That theory. What's that? Yeah.
5: That blew my theory because uh, what I was thinking is uh, the way our kids, well, our kids went to private school, but the kids that went to public school, they've been indoctrinated with the socialist type of, um, you know. By the way, the, it's uh,
0: happening at some private schools, too. People call me, people I know, they said, you're not going to believe what's going on in our school.
5: Yeah, we were pretty careful with the schools our kids went to. But anyway, um, they, I was. Was it a Catholic they, school
0: or a secular private school?
5: It was. It was a um, like a similar to a Catholic school. Yeah. Yeah, because a,
0: they're 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 actually much more careful. Anyway, go right ahead.
5: And so well, my theory was that, um, that the government will have a very easy time confiscating any wealth that we pass on to our Well, citizens. they
0: may anyway, because you know what inheritance taxes are. They're just stealing people's money after they've paid taxes their entire life. And at the end, when they die, they say, oh, by the way, we want 50% of everything over a certain amount, the government. Why? Yeah. Because they steal it from you. Now, the framers would never have agreed to this, ever. But we don't live in the framers' world anymore when it comes to our Constitution, our economy. We live in the neo-Marxist world, where your property is not your property. We never talk about private property rights, do we? Ever. And yet, your income is your private property. They talk about a wealth tax. They want to get a hold of your private property. But no, what your children are going to be inheriting is a massive debt, a very, very weak currency... Uh, and uh, whatever you accumulate will be worth less, depending on uh, what phase of this we're in. But people think this does, this can't happen. It, did, it, did, it does happen, and it has happened, and it's led to horrific results. Uh, and you can see where America is now starting to fall behind Red China militarily and economically. This isn't because Red China is so great. It's because we're destroying ourselves from within. The Democrat Party is a cancer. It is a poison. And I'm speaking in stark terms because I'm tired of dancing around this subject. This is a party that has as its mission to wreck this country. And they're going to wreck it. The Biden presidency, in the first 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 days of his presidency, they want to get all this done. And that's just for starters. Before enough people wake up and start questioning them and even know what the hell's going on. All of this is being done by sleight of hand. These massive bills where they're hiding stuff, these, uh, these executive orders, there's no serious legislative process for the people to participate in. It's really quite horrific. All right, Marie, I want to thank you for your call. We'll be right back.
1: Much love in.
0: AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over two million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at AMAC.us. That's AMAC.us. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other fifty plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. AMAC.us. Let us go to Giovanni. Las Vegas, Nevada, the great K-Dawn, K-D-W-N, go. Mark, is that you? Let me look. Yes, it is. How are you, sir?
3: Yes. Oh, my goodness. One of my mentors, along with Rush Rest in Peace and and Charles Krattenheimer. You know, I know if you remember on election night when Donald Trump won, Krattenheimer said, well, tonight Donald Trump wins the presidency, and tomorrow the Civil War ends. So, uh, my question to you, Mark, is, you know, everything I was taught in college about political science, and I have no clue anymore, I watched Biden come in with all these executive orders. Mm -hmm. I thought that was Congress's responsibility. Does this mean every time we have a new president? We're going to have all these lawsuits and these chains of executive orders. Well, it's orders. getting
0: worse and worse. You know, an executive order used to be the executive ordering the executive to do stuff. And now it's being used in lieu of legislation. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And what happens is the left takes it to the maximum. They can exploit something. They see a gap. They run wild. They sprint for it. And that's exactly what Biden did. Their plan was to come in with uh, half a hundred executive orders and actions. He's, he's done that and he's counting still. Uh, and for Congress to ram through whatever it can without any Republican support to misuse the so-called Reconciliation Act. That's exactly what they're doing. These are very sleazy, diabolical liars. That's exactly what they are. Thank you for your call, my friend. That's Giovanni from Las Vegas. Now I want you to hear Ron DeSantis from Florida, the governor there, how this reporter just is as ignorant as they come, and DeSantis, who's very, very sharp, just won't put up with it. Hat tip, right scoop, cut 25, go. Public says you donated
8: $100,000 to your campaign, and then you rewarded them with the exclusive
10: rights to... So first of all, that, what you're saying is wrong. That's, that, that's a fake narrative. So first of all, when we did the, the first pharmacies that had it were CVS and Walgreens, and they had a long-term care mission. So they were going to the long-term care facilities. They got vaccine in the middle of December. They started going to the long-term care facilities the third week of December to do LTCs. So that was their mission. That was very important, and we trusted them to do that. As we got into January, we wanted to expand the distribution points. So, yes, you had the counties. You had some drive-through sites. You had hospitals that were doing a lot, but we wanted to get it into communities more. So we reached out to other retail pharmacies, Publix, Walmart. Obviously, CVS and Walgreens had to finish that mission. And we said, we're going we're to use you as soon as you're done with that. For the publics, they were the first one to raise their hand say they were ready to go. And you know what? We did it on a trial basis. I had three counties. I actually showed up that weekend and talked to seniors across four different publics. How was the experience? Is this good? Should you think this is the way to go? And it was 100% positive. So we expanded it, and then folks liked it. And I can tell you, if you look at a place like Palm Beach County, They were kind of struggling at first in terms of the senior numbers. I went, I met with the county mayor, I met with the administrator, I met with all the folks at Palm Beach County and I said, here's some of the options. We can do more drive through sites, we can give more to hospitals, we can do the Publix, we can do this. They calculated that 90% of their seniors live within a mile and a half of a Publix. And they said, we think that would be the easiest thing for our residents. So we did that and what ended up happening was you had 65 Publix in Palm Beach. Palm Beach is one of the biggest counties, one of the most elderly counties. We've done almost 75% of the seniors in Palm Beach. And the reason is because you had the strong retail footprint. So our uh, way has defaceted, it has worked. And we're also now very much expanding CVS and Walgreens now that they've completed the long-term care mission. Yes. And it's wrong. It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative, and you don't care about the facts because, obviously, I laid it out for you in a way that is irrefutable. And so it's clearly not. No, no, no. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong.
0: What happened here, as best we can tell, at the front end is she's accusing the governor of going to Publix to do vaccinations because something to the effect that uh, their CEO donated 100000 to his campaign or something like that. And there he's laying out exactly what took place, and she can't get it off her head. Can't get it out of her mind because she's on the attack. She's an attacker. Boom, 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 boom. He laid it all out. He explained exactly what he did. They've got one of the most successful vaccination programs in the country, if not the most successful. I mean, they're vaccinating people, and they're vaccinating them at a very fast pace. And uh, just like the other things DeSantis did that that were right on. And that's why so many conservatives that I talk to, so many Republicans I talk to, really are focused on DeSantis, depending on what Trump decides to do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I'm blessed to have you out there, and I want to thank you. I want to thank you very much. I know how important you are. And I'll see you tomorrow. God bless.